Hey everybody, that's my dog. Welcome uh, <laughs> to another episode of Dating Badly. That's little Deirdre. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you are missing out. Uh, myself, Ed Seals. Uh, oh, she's crying because her brother Jimmy Chocolate Chip is bashing her up. We uh, got a nice little, a gorgeous little rescue pup. Um, and she was eight weeks. She's eleven now, and uh, she's just a pooping and pissing machine. And we love her very much because she's the best. And yeah, there are, I don't know if you can hear them playing in the background. Uh, great episode this week. We've got, uh, oh Jesus, Jim, just gentle, far out. Um, we've got Rose Callahan and Rose Bishop. And Rose uh, Callahan is pregnant, first pregnant person I've had on the show. She chooses the film Groundhog Day, which had, does have a really nice sort of rom com uh, vibe to it, but it's a great film, which is great. But we do talk about uh, Rose's condition. A lot and um, boys and blah 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 and jizz a lot. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoy it. There is a Patreon for the show. If you would like to donate to the Patreon, I really need to burp from drinking cider and it's no, it's not ready yet. Um, Patreon, it's only um, there's no extra content because it's just me here, and um, since comedy got cancelled, it's hard to you know to really get anything going apart from just recording by yourself. So a Patreon, it's only a dollar. A month, these fucking dogs. Shut the fuck up! It's only a dollar a month, a dollar for a donation, and helps you pay for uh, the domain, Wooshka, uh, all that Zoom account, all that sort of stuff. Just so I'm not out of pocket. So if you want to make a donation per month, it's only one dollar. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for telling people. Thank you so much for anyone. Sometimes I bump into people who are like, "Oh, I love the show," and I'm like, "That's really awesome." Um, it's, it's you know, it's just me here. We don't make any money, and we just talk about movies and. You know, get our dicks wet, basically. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Congratulations, Melbourne, for making it out of lockdown. I'm going to go and shut these dogs up. But I love them so much. All right, have a good, have a good week. Bye. Welcome to Dating Badly, the podcast about dating. Badly. Double H. Badly. With your host, me, Kelly Stuka. Amazing. All right. Great job. Now my recording Great job, started. everybody. Great job. Uh, later on, I'll, um, she's outside now in the sun, yeah. but I'll bring my puppy in so you can see her stupid face. She's, um, it's like a baby. She she's woke so up cute. this morning. Like she cried and cried at night. Like, like so last night, midnight, she's like, like just on the end of my bed, like, uh, like just doesn't. And I'm like, what? I took her outside. She did a little wee, but she's like, uh, and then. Finally, I just turned the lights off and like hugged her and she just went to sleep like a baby mm. and then woke up at six and I took her out. She did a wee and a poo and then we went back to bed and then she woke up again at 7.30 eating my hair mm-hmm. and then I'm like, all right, we're up. It's <laughs> like a baby. She is a baby. She's a beautiful baby and I love her. Mm. Speaking of babies, well, boy, <laughs> oh boy. My, I think this is the first pregnant person I've ever wow. had. Wow. I say person, I'm still being like, you know, gender fluid, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, obviously you're a chick. <laughs> I guess. If you've got a bun in the oven. I mean, but people that identify not as women have babies, but yeah. I identify yeah. as a woman, so. I've known some non-binary But yeah, preggers. so I could still be the first woman on the podcast yeah. that you've had. I guess so. Anyway. I mean, anyway, look, it doesn't matter, but I just, it's funny, um, I just think of, you know, um, Bill and Ted's bonus journey when they go into heaven and they have to do... Um, like uh, they have to like the what's the, what is the meaning of life, 
and they start quoting like Guns N' Roses songs and Skid Row, like every rose has a thorn. Like every cat, and every time I say either of your names, I think of every rose has uh, the Grand See, Reaper. I think, think of it as the song. Up as a woman. Every rose has a thorn. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it Skid Row? Oh, I don't is even it? Oh, is know. It? Oh, sorry, everybody. Someone's yelling, yelling at their podcasting materials right now. Oh, man. Rose Callahan. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Well, knock, she's knocked up out of wedlock. What a fucking Hey, I'm engaged. I'm engaged. (laughs) So I'm like scraping on a technicality. I'm half half a decent woman. (laughs) And Bishop, again, I just love having Bishop on. I don't need to talk to her about anything. I'm like, you're free? She's like, yep, great. Continuing to be not pregnant. Yep. Oh, man. I mean, this is, what a Venn diagram we have. Someone who's pregnant, someone who's gonna try and get pregnant and someone, someone who's got a lot of time on their hands and isn't and getting any sorry are we not never are we not welcoming the, un, the fetus to the podcast or oh, oh. oh. Uh, do you know if you're having a girl or boy it's a boy and he's um it's a boy yeah. oh hey, boy is highest blessing um and the te- the working type we call him freddie so oh, i mean freddie. i don't like know it, what it'll be called do you know hey, i'm a bit scared because every single person i know right now who is pregnant is having a boy. Yeah. Every single one. And I'm like, I, I like the hope I have is that they're all really good people bringing good men into yeah. the world. That's a good thing. So I'm really hoping that generation is, you know, going to have bounties and stuff. But I don't know anyone having a little girl. Anybody. I know. It's a, it's so funny because you go like, ah, oh, you know, gender's a construct, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then you, like, pull mm. out this bit of paper and it's, like, it's a boy and you're, like, mm. oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you say, did you say, oh, when they said it was a boy? Um, well, I looked, th- I got a bit of paper that, like, oh, that right. I, I did the harmony test. There's all this shit that you just don't know about. There's this, mm. um, it's, like, so they test. So, for people who don't know, who don't follow you on Instagram, Rose Callahan, you are pregnant. Yeah. How far along are you? Uh, 28 weeks. What's that in months? That's, Four, eight, yeah, 12, 16, see, this 20, is where they get, Kelly, this is where it starts to get complicated already. <laughs> this is where the maths Well, you would in. say seven, seven months, seven right? Months. Can I see your belly? Yeah, Do you mind sure. standing so I can see your belly? I've seen oh, a few. Wait, this might take oh. a lot. Oh, oh my God, you are beautiful. Oh, my up. God, look how gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at that beautiful orb. Like, look at your what? beautiful belly. Oh, Rose. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so beautiful. And she's wearing an Aboriginal flag. It says black flag, but it's in the um, logo of the um, band. Like you're not bag. a regular mum, oh. you're a cool mum. I'm a cool mum. Yeah. Um, Oh, mate, you look beautiful. Oh, Good That's for you. Nice. Your body looks great. Oh, thanks. You don't look like, like, do you feel like you've put on Oh, weight? yeah, like in my hips and my butt and stuff. Um, but your face is normal and your arms and legs are all, <laughs> thank like, you look you like you so keep much. yourself pretty tight. Um, no, oh, yeah, I'm like one of those Instagram pregnant ladies. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, oh, I'm just like, I'm eating whatever I want. And I'm like, I'm and starving myself every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> skinny, tiny baby. No, um. So you're you're engaged, yeah. and I have to commend you on getting pregnant during a pandemic. It was actually I, I think really it's the smartest thing I ever. I really am just really stoked on myself for. Yeah. There was a Tiny. point where, like, I got pregnant, and then, it, well, because we were like, oh, let's fucking, I guess we should try, because we <laughs> were gonna do it like after we went overseas and all this stuff, and then all this stuff happened. And it was like, oh. 
I guess there's like no excuse to put it off any longer. Mm. And then the best time you went working. Yeah, and then in for a in while Sydney they announced it was like, oh fuck, I'm pregnant. And then they're like, pubs are opening again. I was like, shit, <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. It was like exactly the same um, time, but um, you know, but not like people aren't really going out that much or whatever, even in Sydney. But I haven't seen. I haven't seen your material in ages because you've been living from Melbourne, living in Sydney for ages, back in Melbourne to have the baby yeah. here. So you're living with yeah. mum, I'm At assuming. Moment, yep. Yeah. Um, so, like, did your material have a lot of stuff about, be- about being pregnant in it? Yeah, so I did. Um, yeah, when gigs started going back, I reckon I'd probably done, like, maybe eight gigs or nine mm. gigs or something. Um, so, yeah, so I've just got, like, a whole pregnancy set and a lot of it was trying to um get the perfect like phrase to sum up having like a covid baby but in a funny way mm. so i made this like i had like pages i had like um mm. a grid i can see rose bishop's face i could just see this look on her like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be good <laughs> like wordplay like nerdy mm. so i had like words for sex words for like coronavirus like covid covid19 words for like jizz so then i have a comment it's like ah. spoof sperm jizz blah like and then this is such an incredible peek behind the curtain yeah of the artistic process it's beautiful it's probably the only time <laughs> i've tried to actually write something in a proper like methodical way and then just trying think of all the different um combinations that i could mm. come up with um mm. and basically uh i came up with um uh, i've tested positive for the coronavirus beautiful <laughs> and i've been infected by covid19 that's pretty oh. much that's pretty much the i mean and then there's this like is comedy is is a very skilled art. It is. Then there's like 10 other ones. The most intelligent brain. That I'll just read out at gigs with like varying, oh. various, varying levels of like, oh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I love, I love a stupid wordplay like that. Like I had at the end of my show last year, the one that got cancelled at Comedy Festival, mm. which I think I can do yeah. it again, but I don't know financially if that's possible because, you know, we're all being gutted. Uh, there goes the dog. Uh, here comes the little puppy dog. She's about to bark now. You'll hear a little meh, meh. What are you looking at? Go back outside, dickhead. Um, well, at the end of my show, I talk about uh, wanting to have a baby and I'm going to go with a donor. And I, uh, at the end of the show, I say to men, uh, so, uh, you know, my, uh, I'm looking for donors. Ha, 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 You know, gentlemen, on your way out, there'll be a little huh? thing and they all laugh. And then I go, no, no, no actually, I don't need you. Um, my brother, so nice of him, he started a go come on oh, me page. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Mate, and, yes, and you can't trip on it. You can't go come on me, Paige. <laughs> come come on me. You can't trip, but it was a good little, like, at the end, like, most people are like, laugh, and other people are like, oh. It's cheap. I'm like, shut but up. It's we not all cheap, know it's calm it's and like, jizz. Shut up. You know, it. And Rose, you've got to address it. Like, you're on stage, you're visibly. Oh, pregnant. yeah. Like, it was annoying. Jizz is the funniest word it's, ever. It was like at the start, because it's funny when you're pregnant, you're like, whoa, I didn't think I was pregnant before, but now I'm pregnant. And then two weeks yeah, later, right. it's like, 
oh, I didn't think I was pretty, but now I, but then you look at you pictures of you on stage and it's like, no, I just look bloated. So then it's good when you. <laughs> no, you look pregnant. Yeah, I do. No, 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 you look pregnant. Don't downgrade. I'm, no, I know I do now. Women. Just in case you want to clarify. Yeah, no, but I've got a lot of pregnant women around me and their weight is coming up a lot. Like they're both, they're, all, all of them are like, oh, I've put on weight, I've put on weight. I'm like. You have a fucking baby inside of you. And they're like, no, but I know how much I'm supposed to be putting on. Like, wait, I'm supposed to be putting on? Oh, blah, yeah. Blah. I'm like, always, it's a fucking pandemic. Just You always have that number so in your head. For some reason, yeah. I was saying this to the yeah. psychiatrist at the hospital the other day. Even though I've mm. never had like a full-on, you know, eating disorder or anything like that, um... There's always there's some, like, baby. There's just... There's always we all time. have that acceptable number. Yeah, there's just, oh, like, for boy. some reason, I'm, like, Happy to 7 to 11 kilos. It's just, like, this this number in my head that's, like, 7 to 11 kilos. Except all you're supposed to put on. I'm, like, yeah. that's supposed to be what, like, what the accept... Which doesn't sound, like, very much at all. Everything is, like... Oh, you can only. Dude, I'll put that. Through, like, I'll put that on in the first week of the pandemic. Yeah, it's nothing. What are we talking it's about? Nothing. It's crazy. And my and the psychiatrist was like, "Where did you get that number from?" And I'm like, "To be honest, I have no idea, but it's um, mm. I, I fucked if I know. Probably Wikipedia or something. Uh, yeah. And but it's just stuck in my head. You'll do whatever happens. Like the baby will be a few kilos, and then the few weeks after that, all that stuff. There's stuff that will go, you know, yeah. automatically. But Most then, of it is breastfeeding. Most Dude, of it, I don't care. I honestly, I don't care. We'll get rid of but, it. But um, yeah. most of it is blood. Like, because you keep looking. Oh, yeah. You keep looking you at the app. about this. And I'm like. stopped thinking about yeah. it since. Mm. You keep looking at the app and I'm like, I'm pretty big now. And it's like, congrats, your baby. They always use like, like fucking yeah. dumb shit to compare the size of your baby. They're like. Yeah, my the baby, friend. Your Nicola, baby is the size same. of a ruler, or some, or the size of a stapler, or like a capsicum. And I'm not even a capsicum is that's actually kind of a baby shape, but it'll say something like a Rubik's cube or something that's. She has a one where it's like Disney characters, yeah. like the last time baby was the size of those little like aliens from Toy Story, yeah. or like yeah, a banana like a or something like mm. the. It's got yeah, the same yeah. mass as a banana or the length mm. or <laughs> anyway. Mm. But then it's like because. Because your body like doubles the amount of blood in it. That's are you in pain horrific. or are you having a good time being pregnant? Are you like not like no, nauseous I, stuff? Oh no, that's thing? that's just in the first bit. Oh, you've got so much to learn, Kelly. The first bit. No, no, no. I know, but like, are you feeling better? Oh yeah, but that's only in the first trimester that you feel like nauseous. But I wasn't vomiting. Were you a vomiter? No, nah, no, nah. not a vomiter. But now, um, because of my tiny, my tiny little. Mm. Wibs. Yeah, you're yeah, short. I'm a short, <laughs> and people keep saying stuff, which I would have said like right before I got pregnant, like, "Whoa, mm. you're big," and it's like, "Oh, don't say that," because it's just yeah. yeah. But people are like, "Whoa, mustn't mustn't be long now." It's like, no, nah, it's like no, it's I'm actually just quite a way away. Actually, <laughs> I'm just five foot tall. Yeah, so that it just it doesn't yeah. stretch out. It's just this yeah ball, this mm. ball in front I, of me. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, you poor so thing! Oh, you're gonna be so pregnant in summer, I know. and just be so full of fluid. Oh no, you poor thing! I'll just be lying in a kiddie <laughs> pool. You and all your hot, hot blood. I'll be in a kiddie mm. pool in the backyard, yeah. being like, "You can visit yeah. me if you want, but I'm not moving." <laughs> yeah, but you've got a good partner yeah. who's lovely oh. and supportive. And how long have you guys? Were you guys trying for before? It uh, zero days. <laughs> yeah. I was, what? Yeah. I was going to say, How like, the fuck yeah, I remember you mentioning that you were thinking about it, like 
thinking about yeah. it, still considering it in like February, and then all of a sudden you're and like, I was like, guess what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 37. How the fuck did you manage that? I don't know, bitch. I've just guess got to change. Always been Pussy. very fertile, yeah. dude. Yeah. How the fuck do you know how many? I am surrounded by an IVF army. Yeah, that's what and I that, thought, dude. I know, dude. There is women everywhere, like above thirty-four, who are just fucking struggling. I think it's like luck and of the draw, though. But I, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like. But IVF is weird yeah. because it's like if you're trying IVF, like you know, aside from your um situation situation mm. aside from your situation mm. um you know what i mean my yeah, choice. choice if you don't have <laughs> the sperms at home yeah if you don't yeah. have a sperm like a walking around sperm receptacle um mm. i guess it means that you already tried the natural way so i guess mm. if it seems like people that are doing ivf and not having mm. luck i guess because they didn't have i don't know like IVF, it's because they were already a bit infertile yeah or they're like it just is mm. a little bit harder for them so i think it's kind of luck of the draw but i also read this article yeah. that's because that all of the research that they base fertility on is from like mm. it's like everything they just don't bother doing any research on shit that affects women mm. so mm-hmm. all this mm. it's all based on like some in the with french women in the 1820s or something Oh, so great. apparently hot water and a towel and just hold on to a bloody stick yeah here we go they're like <laughs> oh this is crunch down on this the is stick. what happens with your fertility but apparently it's like 40 is when you should like it really starts dipping but i remember when i turned 30 yeah. being like oh my god and it's got yeah it's well like, don't fucking worry about that shit some you know what the key is my partner um quit drinking for like three or four months randomly and went on a mm. health kick before we start really? trying. Oh, so good boy. But Look, I'm happy to blame men. So that <laughs> shit was like Perrier. Perrier. You know what? I, it was like yeah. pure. Yeah, yeah. Top girl. shelf sperm. Pure. As oh, did Deidre do a poo? The dr- <laughs> this She's is a weird. Outside. There's so much going on in this conversation. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, I'm always got my eye poo on her because she's a very pure. She's Kelly's a, just a mother. She's a pooing and wee machine. She's a mother. She hey, has Kelly. to keep we're it all, <laughs> We're all Oh, moms. my honey, Kenny. Come here. I'll go pick her up one sec just so you can see her. Because you know Okay. Hang on. She's pretty Come here. amazing. Come here, she's very smart. I've seen pictures on the internet. She looks really cute. Come here. She's really cuddly. Like, she'll really give you a snug. I want to cuddle. Yeah, she's really I got to hold a baby yesterday. That was really exciting. Good job. A baby like. My friend's baby. Like this baby? Oh. Oh. Hello, everybody. This is Deidre. Say hello. Eating the microphone. Kelly, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, but she's a beautiful Deidre Chambers. Girl. That's what. Deidre Peanut Chambers. Hi, what are you doing here? here? I love that okay. scene. She's, <laughs> what a coincidence. What a coincidence. I just love. So now at the park. Uh, it's just screaming out, Jimmy, Deirdre. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe. Well, congratulations on getting pregnant. Yeah, so like instant, I was, I was that very is freaked really out. Amazing. Like there was definitely a week where I was just crying. And if, why? Because I didn't expect to get pregnant straight away. And so you didn't really have time to process. No, it, and know? I didn't have time oh, to man. just, you know, like I think if you go through a cycle and then you don't get pregnant, you're like, oh. And then if there's another one, you're like, oh, we really want to do this now. We really want to get... Yeah, and you don't even yeah. have time. Because when you're, like, mm-hmm. scared of having a baby, you 
you're like, oh, I guess we'll do this. And you don't have time to be like, oh, this could this could be really hard. So it just it falls in your lap straight away. And I'm like, I didn't, you know, because most people would I, have a few months of getting really pissed and being like, well, we're going to have a baby soon, so YOLO. Mm. But the, I mm. just, it happened straight away. And also it was in lockdown, so it wasn't like, um, you know, we'd been going crazy like the last times I'd had a big night or whatever was like a couple of months before that. So actually mm. probably, you know, in, well, in Perth, Rose <laughs> Bishop, when we went to Perth, like that was some of the like last big yeah. soiree, big nights out. Not- and what a weird one it was. <laughs> I mean, what did we even... I mean, I, I mean, think we drank a lot of rosé on the balcony. Yeah, that was fun. Just generally complained. We went to Albany, this. Western Australia, and hung out with a bunch of weird boomers <laughs> at an open That's mic. That's true. That was we did have that. That was that fun. Night. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I get what you're saying though, because like you know, give yourself four or five months of of letdown, yeah, and then be like, oh my god, this is so exciting. But then you get mm, pregnant and have had time away, to like be really grateful. And you're yeah. like, I was just like crying, and Nick was like, ah. Uh, your body, your choice. Like, uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, if you want me to, whatever you want to do, uh, yeah. I'll support you. And I'm like, wouldn't um, that be funny? Not funny, but you go and like. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I just got word that we have a poop in the upstairs room. Where upstairs? Yay! We have a poop uh, in the upstairs room. Dream. No, 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 no. Yay! Okay. She. While I was doing this, the thing is, while I'm talking here, their dad was up. Oh, she was. I feel like she was down here the whole time. So I don't know when she went upstairs and did poo up there. She's a little honestly. Poo goblin. Because yeah, she's a poo goblin. Look, yeah, you little fucking shithead. Hey, come back here. Like she's just trotting. Like, but I honestly, I've been, had my eyes on her the whole time. And then Seals was having a shower, and Seals just came down. And she's like, poop upstairs. She's in the so study. I'm like, smart. How did she do it? She's like. She's a great thing about human babies. You can just put a nappy yeah. on them and they can't get upstairs. Okay, she fucking knows. My friend though, to told poo me outside because I visited my friend with a baby yesterday, and my friend's like a little bit hippy dippy. And my other friend, who's both of our friends, I'd seen her post about this on Facebook. What they've been doing is like they just get a vibe on when the baby's gonna shit, and then they just hold the baby like above a toilet or a sink, and they just. I've heard about yeah, this. Yeah, and they just. They watch its little face for a bit like you do, Who Kelly. Who has the time? You do, but you, <laughs> Kelly, you do that with your puppy. You'll be like, oh, she's sniffing, she's sniffing, you she's going to poo. With the puppy, just get get her and just she does. her above the sink. Yeah, well, people... she does, but she's in. But Kelly's in an active battle with that puppy because that puppy wants to shit in the house. Okay, like yeah, really but she wants does. to. <laughs> but this is the thing. So, so the last few days, she'll do a poo in the morning. And then uh, at like 7 a.m. and then she'll have breakfast and she won't poop. She'll do a million wees, but she won't poop, won't poop. Have lunch at one, won't poop, won't poop. And then at like three, she'll do a big one. And then there'll be second and third. And that's okay. it. So today she's really fucked us because she did it one in the morning. And she's like, look at me. I'm such a good baby girl. And then she did a shit in my room and a shit. So those two shits are supposed to happen after three. She's Kelly, done before lunch. you've got to get her into a routine, okay? I mean, <laughs> as a mother. To. Just... I am trying to get her into a sleep schedule and I just don't know how. Anyway, she's being a real fucking little cunt. <laughs> so, yeah, there's like there's certain things that seem like really hippy-dippy, but then you go like, well, if I don't have to deal with nappies, I'm going to try this mm. holding my baby. It's like when you hear about women that like free, that, that like just 
free bleed yeah that free bleed or like just period everywhere yeah, yeah. but like i remember i met this what Love i met that. a lady at meredith once in like 2007 and she was off her chops but um she was like in the camp next to us or something and i remember her saying and it just always stuck in my head that when she wants to she just goes to the toilet and she just squeezes all of her period out like oh this is the worst if i could do that <laughs> that'd be incredible <laughs> Everything I about mean, this is the worst. It, it is very impressive. Yeah, I had a hippie. But I do you just say to, me once the... to a stranger, you know, yeah, that you've just no met? <laughs> yes. How are you supposed to spread the word on the on the? I had a hippie explain period. like the free bleeding thing to me once and be like, oh, it's better, you know, it's just better for your body to just like let it all out. And was explaining that she just like sits on a towel around the house. And I was like, okay, but like, isn't a pad just a tiny yeah. towel that you put in your underwear? Yeah, like, it's more what's effective, the difference? Like a far yeah. more effective towel. And it's, it's just a small science towel. Economical like, and experimentally and it doesn't, friendly. I just smell. don't see the difference. And it doesn't weird your housemates out. Yeah, yeah your housemates yeah. don't have to look at little patches yeah. of blood. I think it's um quite stubborn. Yeah, it's so gross. Uh, yeah, I mean. People just will try to be different, man. It's like, it's like, oh, man. What's that um, unique... You um you unique uh personal oh fuck what's that abbreviation unique uh UPS like oh UPS. unique service proposition no unique selling oh, point? unique selling you point cunt. unique oh, branding shit it's um a unique selling nah it's like your your it's like when I see a girl wearing your point like of difference rainbow coloured lipstick. So it has to be yeah. different. It's like your unique selling point. Maybe it's that. Is that you bleed where, everywhere. Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, you work at a call centre? Well, I bleed everywhere. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm a bit more It's like when you. you're 20 and you're like, I'm a punk because I'm different. But what you're really yeah. doing is just conforming to another kind of um, conformity. Yeah, I, I, I believe that when I see people that are like that emo-ish, I'm like, you're just being like... Like them. Um, do you know if you're having a vaginal birth or a cesarean? Um, well, see, this is another one of those things. Before you're pregnant, you're like, well, just cut me up and get it out of me. But now then you start reading and you're like, oh, it's mm. better to do it than the natural way if you can. Because, mm. like, for example, if you do a cesarean, your body doesn't know it's had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, like, it takes longer mm. to get over it. Plus, they slice your muscles all of your abdominal mm. muscles yeah, it's massive surgery mm. so at the moment mm. i'm trying desperately to keep my this is gross but keep my abdominal muscles from like separating because mm-hmm. basically mm. when you stretch out they separate and then that's mm. bad because you lose all your muscle strength but mm. if you have to if the doctors tell you that you kind of have to then just to do the cesarean like, yeah no of course yeah. if i have to i will but um but it'd be nice to avoid the pain of like the you know the the actual key point in the labor process but then at the same time i imagine that like mm. the after the surgery there's probably a heap yeah, of that's pain because you're like recovering from like a major muscle cut so yeah. surely you'd still yeah, get the same you got amount a catheter. Of pain. <laughs> my sister had a baby in march and the whole way through uh her doctor she had the same doctor uh he and he's really good and he was like the whole way through he's like we're doing natural my sister's 41 and she's short ish shorter than me like she's five three maybe and um you know the baby wasn't particularly big or anything he's like but we're doing vaginal the whole time whole time whole time then uh, on a monday she was due in like two weeks on the monday he's like we're gonna do cesarean he just like flipped what really quickly he's like he goes there's something about you pelvis something there's something 
I'm not feeling good about and we're doing it and she called me she's like what should I do he told me to think about it for an hour and get back to him because he needs to book the room in because he was like look if you want to go vaginal we have to induce you because he didn't want it to go full term just anyway so she called me and I'm like mate just do it you know get it out so booked in on the Wednesday had the baby at 3 p.m mm. on the Wednesday and lucky because when they opened her up, the cord was covering oh. her face. So if she had gone with a vaginal birth, the cord would have come out first and it would have suffocated oh my the baby God. and the baby would have died. What? Good job, doctor. So there was uh, – huh? Good job, doctor. <laughs> That's the thing. Like there was something about – he was like – like she moved in a certain way that made him feel uncomfortable because the whole time he was – giving her like things to prepare for vaginal birth the whole time he's like we can do this thing where they put like a little balloon in and you can kind of start stretching things out getting it ready for that right all these things and she was like oh man it's so much so much and all of a sudden it's just gone and he's like if you really want to i will support you but i am telling you this is what i want to do and she's like what should i do i'm like you do what the doctor tells you yeah but the other thing nick went to this thing called beer and bubs right Oh my god, yeah. I love it! Yeah. He's such a Nick. good yeah, he He's a good boy. He oh, he's been on the show before. Talked about the notebook. Yeah, he with knows us. more about this stuff than I do. But the- someone has to, Rose. And if it's going to be him, that, let well, it he's be the him. one that has to help me, like, and be like, everything's going to be okay when I'm trying to push mm-hmm. the baby out. But um, yeah, he said, "Wait, what was I saying? What were we beer and bubs? Beer and bubs? Wait, but what were you saying? Oh no, no, because the lady that runs it is a doula." Right, which is like a special lady that like helps mm-hmm. you have a baby and helps you when you've got a newborn baby. But she was like, a hospital will always try and push you to the thing that's going to get you out of there first. So they'll be like, oh, induce yeah, the right. baby, have mm-hmm. a cesarean, do all this stuff. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is about trying to push back on that stuff and mm-hmm. advocate totally. for but me. Kelly's, Kelly's sister had been trying for so yeah. long on IVF and stuff. Yeah. You'd be like, you would not want to take any chances. I think, yeah, so, so she had been, yeah, this is about year five. Yikes. And multiple missed... Uh, yeah, multiple missed, uh, lost babies mm. and stuff. Um, but it was um, incredible that he, like, and he and he couldn't tell Nail the scans that that was, what was happening. <laughs> Finally, did, well, this it's guy, happened. like, he's <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on. He's been on the news a bunch, oh. so he works out of um, Francis Perry. And since then, my other friend who's got pregnant, who had a cesarean on the first birth as well, she got him because of my, Joanne's experience. So she's like, I gotta get him. I like, have to get him. Yeah, well, just because he's like really it sounds like private you know, hospital uh, stuff that I can't afford. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's well, that this I is can already thing. tell I can't my afford sister's, this guy. My my sister's not rich, but because of her age and the issues with IVF, and they're not rich because they spent maybe fifty, yeah. sixty grand on IVF. Um, private health was something that they wanted to do because mm. of all the problems they've had and then since i mean I, i'm barely struggling to make ends meet i got private as well so if i get pregnant within the next year i'll take him too because i will be what they call a geriatric they don't, they don't actually use that phrase anymore and what are they also are they, calling they you, just right? call you an old fucking bitch they don't they haven't <laughs> used any because i've been ready what <laughs> what? what the fuck did you they haven't they what haven't used that? that at all but my doctor did like when i because i feel like i would go to my gp and be like okay so we're thinking about trying what should we do and she's like oh well let's just like do these blood tests and stuff and then the next time i'm like i think i'm pregnant mm-hmm. and she's like well you know this is like two weeks later Before the blood and then the next back. week i'm like i am pregnant she's like what <laughs> 
Oh she's my like, God. Wait, Amazing. How old are you again? Yeah. I'm like 37. Dude. And she's like, oh. And then every time I'd go in, she'd be like, mm. how, how is everything? I'm like, fine. She's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love yeah. it! And it just proves like, how much Ugh. of a maternal dude your partner is, because his sperm was like, we need to nest, yeah. we need to nest, and yours were just drunk on gin. Like, like ah, come on, Get in there. <laughs> your eggs just waved him in. Yeah, um, she that's was amazing. so surprised. See, you know the other mm, funny thing is, yeah. When it- I'm surprised too, man. It's amazing. It's really yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Well, it's good to get a fucking break in life sometimes. I know. You know, sometimes in comedy especially, you fucking, you know, just things get taken yeah. away from you. But like you can't fight yeah. this and this and that. And I, you feel like you're fucking drowning so much. And then like when something nice happens, you're like, huh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Especially with stuff good. that you so, can't control. And I feel like I'm mm, not mm. great with stuff that I can't control. But you've got a good partner. Yeah. You got pregnant really I know, easily. It's weird. This is great. Yeah. This is great. This is all working. This is very out. good to hear, yeah. mate. It's wor- This is really, really good. And I had to quit um, smoking I may have... straight away. That was hard. Yeah. Well, that's well. It's what a great reason to do yeah. it. Yeah. And also to not drink. Ugh. I have the oh, every time I go to they're always like and alcohol or they're always like and smoking. I'm like I told you I quit the day I found out I was pregnant a million times. Mm. It just, mm. I can just mm. tell. Heaps of women keep smoking a bit yeah. on the down low. I can just, yeah. from yeah. what people are saying to me, it's just, yeah, a thing. Like a drink every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, I have, I have like, like, I feel like you can. But with everything, they're like, don't do that. You can't do that. Blah. Yeah. I mean, the but further, then also the further heroin, along you get, the less sort of risky it is, right? Yeah, I but I see heroin addicts have yeah, babies. Exactly. Junkies mm, have like, babies. I feel like there's pretty sick people have babies. And I know, like... I feel like I feel confident that you and other women I know, like I think a friend of mine. I remember we had a glass of champagne when she was like seven months because yeah, yeah. we're celebrating something. I'm like, yeah, none of the people I know that are pregnant are fucking idiots. Yeah. Like you're and all like, taking everything into toxin, consideration. But so much of what we take in is toxic, and yeah. there's there's systems I mean, in place. Fox News is a toxic stuff in there that keeps out the little baby. Yeah, it's just amazing how many things they say you can't do. They're like, don't eat cheese, mm. and it's like, okay, but. Mm. We live in Australia where all of the cheese is pasteurized. So that takes yeah. like mm. most of the risk out of it. And they're like, mm, but there's like, it's they'll be, they'll tell you not to eat cheese ever on the like one in a hundred thousand mm-hmm. chance that you mm. eat bad cheese that like doesn't even kill you or kill the, it just mm. makes you sick. You know, it's just ridiculous. And the medication thing, because that- I've got ADHD and mm. you know we were discussing this that like so many women get told like oh you have to go off medication and which i which told. you got i was furious because mm. so many people get really told this mm. because women and they go crazy so is there actually no research to say that it's bad well no there is or no research the original to say that research it, <laughs> okay apparently what i the original research was based on women that were on meth when they were pregnant oh, yeah they're right. like that's mm. bad it's like yeah no shit but more recently they've done research where they um they looked at women that had given birth that were taking stimulant medication and women that just say for example didn't find out they had adhd until Mm. after they had a baby and Uh because you know there's a lot of things with adhd where they're like it's like which came first the chicken or the egg you know is it like oh did you like, did you give birth to a baby with ADHD because you drank mm. or, and smoked slightly more 
than you were supposed yeah. to or did you do that because you also have ADHD and it's mm. like super genetic mm. but what they found was like these little things um that they thought were driven by stimulants like going to labor early and like having underweight, underweight baby. babies they were caused by ADHD not by the medication oh interesting yeah, yeah so it's like the mother's hormone profile yeah or so whatever is, it's not so is our ADHD genetic like Will we both have babies? Like, if we have little boys, are they going to be ADHD? Well, not necessarily, but it it increases okay. the likelihood a lot. Yeah, I guess there's a strong chance because it's like a, a neuro what's it, a um, neurological structure. Yeah, it's a thing, gen- so it's, it's past that they don't know exactly what it is that causes it, but like there, right. there's a huge genetic link, and it's not like one gene; it's like a bunch of different genes. Mm. Right. But um, if oh, right. you have a like parent with ADHD you know there's a much larger chance that you will have it and right like maybe your i'd be guessing since it's since it's neurochemical i get i'd be guessing it's about the same level of heritability as like anxiety and depression mm. given that they're also oh neurochemical. yeah i guess so i don't know what like the i don't know it's a neurological thing so i guess like mm. is autism it's pretty similar in a lot of ways to like autism and asperger's and stuff yeah, because it's a combination of like structural and and chemical and. But it's not like it's, yeah. it's, it's ah! not something that you like grow out of mostly. <laughs> like people think mm. that you grow out of it, or it's not something that you could get later on in life from trauma. Mm-hmm. Like you you have it as a kid, right? And mm. and then you have ways of dealing yeah. with it, so it gets masked and undiagnosed for many yeah. years. And then when people go, "Why can't you finish anything you start?" You're like, "Huh." Mm. Maybe it's because... Why can't you focus... No, I fell through the educational tracks. Why can't you focus on anything? Or like if it was me, it was like, oh, she can't study, she can't focus on anything. Mm, She must be dumb. No, they were like, oh, she's got obsessive compulsive disorder. It's like, you just described the symptoms of ADHD, but whatever. Mine was always like, I felt like I was always really depressed and like the anxiety, like all that stuff was like really heavy. Mm for years mm. and years and one of the reasons why I was really depressed was because I just like felt so bad about myself because yeah. I just couldn't finish anything, anything I started. Have, with ADHD that goes undiagnosed mm. have like real bad self-esteem hey. in a different mm. yeah. kind of way that like than men do. Because I couldn't finish yeah. anything yet yet ask me about something and I have an answer for you like the amount of time I like sitting with seals watching TV and she'll be like and something will be made reference to in like the video, like a movie we're watching. She's like, "What was the Columbia disaster?" And I'm like, "Oh, 1986. There was a thing. They had a teacher on board." <laughs> like I know so much. Like like trivial pursuit. Oh my god! Like I smash general that's knowledge. Interests you obviously, yeah. so you can suck but up. It's, it's memory. Yeah, but you so can you suck up. Focused on it. Yeah, you hyper focus yeah. on those kinds of things because they interest you. But if it's something that doesn't mm. interest you, I bet you can't oh. listen to it at all. No. Nah. Or if someone's telling me something, I'm like, like I if can't. If you think you've heard it, I, can't I remember learn. one of the first things I heard somebody say in a podcast was like, if you think you you already know it or it doesn't interest you, it's like impossible for you to absorb no. it. And I was like, oh, okay, can't. yeah, that's me. But there's the ways of learning, which is being told, I, like hearing it or doing it, and I, I have yeah, to do. Same. I have to make and use my hands. I have but to I could do. tell that you had uh, ADHD. I was like. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, when are you? And you're like, oh, yeah. I think Bishop was what? like, oh, Kelly finally got diagnosed. I was like, oh, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was when I was on tour with Brett Blake because he had it all growing mm. up and he's like, you definitely you, have He's it. more hyperactive we together though, for I think. 
Yeah, I don't have the hyper. boy presentation. Yeah. yeah, right. But he was like, you definitely have ADHD. Because I can, He's like I could 100%. tell when, when you, like in the way that you talk, because you talk like mm. me and you get like, you go off on a, like you forget what you're talking mm-hmm. about halfway through. While yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, in exactly the same way as I do. Yeah. And not. And then I can't follow through a story and then it just, yeah. And can't finish things. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff where, like, the first time I got tested for it, my psychiatrist said, how have you managed to survive this long? <laughs> because every question he asked, he was like, how was school? I'm like, it was good. He goes, did you have friends? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, He's like, how did you do? Like, what, were, what what did teachers always say about you? And I'm like, oh, they always said I was loud. And I need to study and concentrate. And, and it was like, one of the things was like, he's like, did you study really hard year 12? Like, did you put your head down? I was like, oh man, I put my head down. I remember studying. I remember sitting in the living room, like, study 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 and I got like 61 mm. TR and I was really upset because I'm like I worked so hard mm. and, and then a bunch of stuff and I relayed a bunch of stuff like from uni like like uh, assignments getting sent back yeah. to me because they're like we can't read it because English is your second yeah. language I'm like it's not and they're oh. like oh you have a learning disability yeah so I had like so I relayed all this stuff to him that happened at uni where I barely passed everything and he's like I cannot believe yeah. no one's picked this up Did before. you graduate uni? He's like Yeah, I got two degrees That's and a degree. crazy. Cuz I I somehow yeah. graduated uni as well, but I almost got kicked out like several times. Mm-hmm. At one point they let me hand an assignment in. I had one I went to Victoria University which at the time mm-hmm. was like the TAFE of universities. Like, sorry, mm-hmm. uni, but you know mm-hmm. what you're like. <laughs> and I had a lecturer that was like very chill and he let me hand in an assignment a year late and he didn't re- oh. take any marks wow. away. Oh, wow. bless his heart. Amazing. I, I noticed, I really felt it and really felt me like, oh, I'm so dumb when I went to Melbourne for my dip ed oh, yeah. and I was like could not like I could keep up with the work and I would do it and they're like this is shit at one time I had an assignment for a subject that I had to do for teaching called education schools policies and society already yeah. horrible right and I did this big assignment it was about um, economic structures you know western suburb schooling compared to this like all this stuff and I remember going home on the train and sitting on my pile of books I got from the library so like 10 books I'm sitting on you know because it was a packed track like <laughs> I studied my my bibliography was a page long like I fucking did so much work and then uh, handing the assignment it was like 5,000 words all the assignments got back to everyone in the chute and at the end of the chute like I didn't get mine back mm. and at the end I went hi you didn't give me mine back and gave everyone else's back and she's like oh are you Kelly and I'm like yeah she's going to sit down Oh, here we go. And she put the assignment on the table in front of her and she goes, look, I passed you, but only because I know you tried. Mm. Isn't that perfect? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're like, all right. I'm like, great. I'll take it. Thank you. I'm going to, and then I taught for three the days. The only reason. But I'm all smart and other yeah. stuff. <laughs> I can't do the only, Yeah. The only reason I, um, I couldn't study, um, I could do like things where you had a lot of deadlines to gradually finish mm. it. But the only reason I finished uni was because I basically abandoned it after I forgot to like do my diary for my work placement. And I had like two mm. things left to hand in for the whole degree. And I f- didn't do that. And then I went off and just was working. And I got fired from the job that I had, which was like, yeah, 
Yeah, we get fired. We get fired. That's our thing. And um, my mum was like, well, this is just in time. You can go back to uni for next semester. And she nagged the shit out of me. And it's the only time that I'm like, thank you for nagging me. I do appreciate that (laughs) because I finished uni. Fuck. I got tested for ADHD because I did like wonder because I was having I had trouble at uni mm. as well and I also um didn't pass one degree because I forgot to like hand in one thing and just never got around to it mm. and had a lot of like focus problems and you know a lot of trouble like sitting down to my assignments but I um knew someone who was doing a, a PhD in neuropsych and so she gave me like the proper the like lab testing yeah the materials and stuff mm. and was like no you actually don't have any focus problems whatsoever and then mm. talking to a psych afterwards i was like oh that's just anxiety yeah <laughs> you're just not doing your work because you have a small panic attack every yeah. time you think about doing <laughs> an assignment because you think i'm shit and i can't do it so instead you just uh don't do it and then you cry i mean all my stories of being bad at school even though i know deep down i am smart but not being able to do the work felt very much like it repeated itself a lot. It was the same mm. same story, mm. which reminds me of the film that we're going to talk about, which is Callahan. You chose the romantic Day. comedy. Mm. Oh my god, I love this film so much. I love it. I love it. I love I, it. I, I, I didn't even need to rewatch it because I can talk about it at length. I feel like it was one of those so movies that Channel Ten mm. bought the rights to, and, and it was just it all on like every Friday night practically. Ugh. Love it. I love also it. love it. I have to say, though, mm-hmm. Rose, you know, having you having been in Sydney recently and us just uh, having lived through this whole thing in Melbourne, it does feel like somewhat of a microaggression that you chose this film. <laughs> you wake oh, yeah. up every day, everything's <laughs> exactly the same. Uh-huh. Sorry. And you're like, what's the point? I'm trapped. Yeah. I did... <laughs> no, it was actually very cathartic to rewatch it. It's, um, I think I thought that there would be more to it in my head. Um, it's a pretty simple movie. It's basically a Bill Murray vehicle, isn't it? It's mm. just like, you're yeah. funny. Let's find different ways for you to be funny in the way that you're funny. I find it quite yeah. profound. Really. Oh, really? I really oh, like it. It's really, yeah. I remember I used to have the C- the DVD and I listened to the audio commentary because it was had Howard Ramis rest in peace who was the neurologist but yes, also the he director was the neurologist and he was the director and it, well, yeah. he was in heaps oh. of other comedy stuff as well right yeah like he played a doctor in as good as it gets and stuff but also harry ramus hello egon from ghostbusters yeah um but uh there was a lot of um there was a lot of profound things that they explored like with it because they really they worked it out that what was is it twenty thousand times is that what to get yeah, to get to get the day that ends up being the yeah, last day. Yeah, I think they did various maths, but it's like hundreds of hundreds of years or tens of thousands yeah. of years. Shit. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Okay, how many years is that? That's a long time, <laughs> but good. So, some really great. You know the the guy like the Punxsutawney Phil guy, the the guy that's like, hey, blah 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 blah. He also plays Noah's Arcade in Wayne's Wait, World. Wait, isn't Punxsutawney Phil the name of the like? Groundhog that comes out of the oh, yeah, but you know the the mayor oh yeah the, mayor, yeah. the, old the guy. one that picks it up yeah yeah the ones that picks him up um, that's Bill Murray's brother that oh. actor is his brother no and way did you ever watch Mad Men nah do you ever, mm. no you never watched well, Mad Men the advertising like, show yeah no yeah do you remember the character Freddie 
Oh, okay. Well, the character Freddie, that is also one of Bill Murray's brother. Oh. I'm like, well, I'm just like, oh my God, I had no idea. Noah's okay. That guy's in everything. He's the bubble boy's father in Seinfeld. You know? And the guy, um, Chris Elliott, who is uh, oh, driving God. Oh, something about Mary. Band. Yeah. He's in uh, a lot of different things. He's in yeah. Shit's Creek. Yeah, we better get going if you want to stay ahead of the weather. He's in Shit's Creek Yeah, and he's a bit of, a, well. bit of an alt comedy legend. Yeah. Yeah. He's always playing like a so, kind of creepy, weird. Creepy yeah, weird. like a little hand yeah. thing in um, Scream. Yeah, he's been in Cabin Boy, uh, How I Met Your Mother, blah, blah, blah. Something about Mary, Scary Movie 2. That guy, yeah, this guy's fucking filmology runs like from 1983 to today and – has been in some big. That's what you want. Like Nutty Professor. And King his daughter King? was on SNL for a while. Oh, who's his daughter? Abby. Oh, Elliot. Abby Elliot. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And and uh, Andy McDowell is just. I forgot so how. F- I forgot how charming she is in yeah. this. I'd completely Mate, forgotten. She's gorgeous. She you has really, that. Like, um, she makes it believable. You know that mm. hair that you don't think <laughs> of really when you go like, oh, the nineties or the eighties or whatever. It's just like real mm. buffy. Like buffy curly mm. hair with like it's like Elaine yes, like hair, n- not ringlets, a sort of a cloud. Yeah, it's of like hair. frizzy, mm. yeah. like like a white afro. Yeah, it's like frizzy and big, and then like the top bit is just kind of buffed over and pinned and shaped. Yeah, yep. like Elaine. I feel like side. Deborah Messing has similar hair, yeah. where they have hair that just seems to have yeah, volume. Yeah, got a lot of volume. She's gorgeous, but I hate her daughter. Oh, I know. Her, yeah, because I didn't realise that her daughter was that chick in the Kenzo ad. She does the weird dance. It's like Spike Lee directed it. She's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, um, Margaret. Uh, but they call her something else. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so she's in that, uh, Once Upon a Time. So big movie. She's also in... Fossey Verdant, Verdant, you know that um, it was on Foxtel uh, with Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams. Okay. It's really good. It's like a four-part. It's based on the um, oh, Broadway yeah, couple. Keep telling me to watch that, mate. It's so good. It's so good. And anyway, maybe by people, that, I just mean you. <laughs> she's oh yeah right. She's twenty-six and she's got this fucking filmography, and it makes me really mad because I'm like, she's in every film she's in. She's paired with some fifty-five-year-old uh. dude. As a girlfriend, and I'm like, that. everything she does is not age appropriate because she plays this like doe-eyed, like blah blah. blah. I hated anyone could be in Hollywood, especially for Did those you? reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually, I didn't mind it. <sighs> I hated it, but Hateful Eight shits all over okay. it. Hateful Eight is exceptionally good. I could not believe how good it was. Like I just like. Anyway, that's another story for another time. But I just, I don't know. I think it's just jealousy that I'm just fucking mad at her because she's got such a good career at 26 or because she was born into a famous family. Yeah. She's also, <sighs> yeah, it is the famous family. Like if I if I had, if I was a millionaire and I never had to work in a call centre, I could be like doing well I too. would have so many Oscars right now if I had yeah. just had the freedom to just be a ballerina <laughs> and go to acting school like that chick I know. did. And I'd love to say that my life's built personality, but I've got terrible personality, so <laughs> I can only Oh, here we go. It. I found the time. So Phil spends approximately 12,400 days or nearly 34 okay, years trapped. that makes more sense. Um, in Ruben's original concept, because uh, it was based on another um, – uh, it was based on another story – 
in, in the original oh, concept, yeah, it was 70, 80 it. years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was 70 to 80 years, which is fucking... That's too long. Yeah. I guess the only, yeah, I guess the only implausible part is that he hasn't gone completely bananas by the end of it and had a full psychotic break. Well, he does try to kill himself mm. for a long... Mm. I mean, that's... He does, that is quite... but I don't know if I buy that he'd come back from that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, in yeah. this weird reality. I mean, at the start of the movie, he's very jaded um, and he refers to his co-host in the... Because he's a TV news like weather anchor guy, weather guy he yeah. refers to his co-host in the studio as hairdo which seems quite rude mm. to me um he's not the great he refers to himself as the talent and um i think he believes that he's really destined for bigger things um than the uh pittsburgh weather yeah and so like yeah he has to go and cover this dumb groundhog day thing and then it just mm. repeats over and over and she's the producer yeah. so i mean what a what specifically about the relationship between her and him is it like it like i i take it as like so she eventually falls in love with him after like those ten thousand you know days like do you feel like it's one of those things remember in seinfeld where george costanza is like if I annoy a chick enough, yeah. she'll like yeah. me. And then he's like, can't stand ya. That yeah. kind of thing. Do you think maybe it kind of got into her psychosis or he definitely, he like did change? It's weird in terms of a better? rom-com because like you never mm. establish like her, like why he would like her or her him growing mm. to like her. It's like she annoys yeah. him and then one day he's like, I guess I'm trying to fuck this lady, <laughs> you know? I well, I think of, it's for him. It's just trying to conquer. I think it's more believable that he would be into her than that she would be into him. Because, you know, you could imagine mm. that behind the scenes he's had all of these, like, really tender moments with her. Like, they've had, you know, in his mm. in his experience, they've had years yeah. of, like, getting to mm. know each other. Um, he and knew in her, her experience, face. She's yeah. just like, you were rude this morning and now I'm in love with you 12 hours later. And <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. That's like when he, less plausible to me. When he, ice, when he creates her face out of the ice sculpture. Is that all it takes? And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like ten thousand years for a man to fall in love with me, uh, <laughs> or whatever. But he's like, and I, I can pay, I can do this with my eyes closed. I know your face so well. I'm like, yeah, we all know her face because she's fucking Wouldn't beautiful. That freak you try, out? try, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, try fucking. Like, this morning you didn't like me, and yeah. now you're obsessed with my face. This is weird, <laughs> mate. Just fucking try casting like a Susan Boyle type, and then see if he still falls in love with her. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like. Like it's so hard to fall in love with Andy McDowell, who's yeah. this Southern Belle with fluffy cloud hair. Yeah, who's just you know well. Also, alrighty then. Look, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but there was you know as much as I think this movie's very lovely and it you know is very thought provoking in a nice way because it makes you think mm. about like life and what it means mm. and you know how to be happy within limited parameters. Uh, there is also there was a moment where I was like, Ugh. do you ever feel when you're dating guys like? And you sort of see the relationship coming to an end and you feel like you're just one in a series of women that are, mm. like, slowly chipping away at their flaws bit by bit until they, yeah. like, years later, yeah. like, mm. emerge as a somewhat acceptable romantic partner. Yeah. <laughs> it's the good luck Chuck. 
So it really like you I, know that film Good yeah, Luck Chuck yeah. where every time he has sex with someone they marry. Yeah, I feel like I have been the Good Luck Chuck for multiple. Oh, same. Men. I had like maybe three boyfriends in yeah. a row that all got married and knocked oh someone God. up immediately. Like this immediately year after and last me. year. Sorry, but, guys. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm the one that <laughs> they got the. Yes, you're the final, <laughs> final one. I'm the final. But no, boss. there is like something about this film that does feel a little bit like that. Like you know, Andy McDowell just every day is just helping him oh, become she's a chipping better away person over and over again. Without realizing yep. it over and over i mean or consenting because you don't really know that it's a it's not really a rom-com at the start it's just like mm, what no. this day keeps repeating itself and we go through these same beats of the stuff like he wakes up says it's 6 a.m the shit's on the radio and it's the same he sees a guy in the hallway um there's the annoying lady in the breakfast room at the hotel and she always asks what the weather is like then he sees the guy from school who he doesn't remember. Mm. And we go through this stuff. Ned Ryerson, Nettie Ned Ryerson just told me. <laughs> and then it's funny because they play with these things that happen the same every day. But then at some point it's like, oh, and he, sli- oh, it's funny because there's this chick in the diner and he comes up to her one day and he's like, what's your name? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, cool. And he goes off knowing that he's going to be able to use that information the next day. And he mm. uses it to sleep with her like a dirty dog. Nancy. Nancy yeah, Taylor? Um, I think that's her name. And Michael Shannon. You know Michael Shannon? He's in this too. Who's in like Revolutionary Road, Nocturnal Animals. If you see him, you know who he is. He's like a, he's like a William Defoe type. Really serious. This? He plays, you know, the couple that get married. Oh. Yeah, but like, so he's super young, and now, and like, it's so funny seeing people do these small little bit parts yeah. in the nineties, and now, like, someone like Michael Shannon, like Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys, like he's just fucking done a, a shit ton of films and like Broadway Empire, blah blah blah, um, and also um, David Pasquale. Uh, I can never say his last name. Uh, Pas Pacasi, I think, who's like this like the number one improviser in america so this guy that he plays a psychiatrist it's such a this guy if you when you know his face he's in everything he's in like the vinci code all this stuff and if you ever go to like chicago because like the at the improv sort of you know uh, mecca there's a um improv group called tj and dave and you just can't get tickets Mm. to them they're all sold out for like six months at a time and it has like a 30 30 or 40 people in the audience, TJ and Dave, and they do long-form improv with no suggestion. So you just go, you pay five bucks, you see these guys, and they're just standing there and you're just waiting and then one of them starts talking and then they start – and then from that – they, they follow because they've been doing it for years, but they're the best improvisers in the country. But that's funny because the whole thing of improv, I feel like for the audience, they need to get a suggestion so they're like, know that it's off the cuff. It is funny. Like if you well, just did it. With these guys, on, it's a different show every yeah. night. You just know. And then like the night I saw it, they ended up, it was an hour and a half. They ended up doing six stories within it. One of them was like about a golf course. One was, yeah, just because they follow through. They yes and each other. They know each other yeah. so well. And, blah, blah, blah. and then at the end, it all gets locked in a nice hey, little... Hey, we all used and to do long-form improv, okay? We've this all is like, the Harold. This is why okay. I can't watch improv ever, because I've seen the best. I'm like, that was well, the most incredible thing I've ever the seen. the NASA dropouts with the improv conspiracy back in the day. 
It was the dream team. Oh boy! The original, the original oh, Rose. Rose stopped talking about dildos so much. Callahan. Yeah, that's basically what my um, <laughs> trip was. It was good. It was a fun time. I mean, it's look, look, fucking Annie McDowell. She's too good. She's too fucking beautiful in this I know. film. And I'm in love with her. But I just this film's so funny. It is funny. Like little, like little moments, like when he goes, like. He wakes up in the morning and just goes and gets the toaster and the woman's like, oh, nice day <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. having. And he just doesn't even acknowledge her, just goes the toaster and, you know, like... And he gets and in the so bath and stuff. puts the toaster in the bath. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much stuff. Like, when I, I remember listening to the commentary about how much stuff that he... Like, the food scene, Bill Murray was oh, like... Yeah. Like, just get all milk this food and, and, and Annie like, McDowell's and like, aren't you worried about your cholesterol? About yeah. this and that. And he's eating like these cream buns and these mm. cakes and all this Yum. stuff. I, yeah, I guess they play with every little thing they can with the Ugh. concept of a day that keeps but, repeating. But he created, like, he was like, let's do a scene where I do food things. Like, because Bill Murray and. Sorry, guys. I mean, this is working from home. Oh, whenever they. There's a lot of stuff that Bill Murray was like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. By the way, the girl dog, Gigi's at my feet because she's too scared to bark yeah. yet. Like, she's just going, oh, Girl, you can do it. Like, find your voice. If boy, <laughs> dogs can she bark, can't. you she's can. She's too much of a... She's just a little baby girl. She doesn't know. So, I... When I do a cheers, uh, especially if I'm dating, I do... When we do a cheers... I always do this thing and it's a good measure to see if the guy is useless mm. or not. Um, uh, you right, darling? You want to come up? Um, so every time I cheers with someone and we clink, I go, to the groundhog. Oh, really? And if a guy goes, what? Oh, I've never seen it. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? There's something about a guy who doesn't know it, hasn't seen it. I was like, what is that? Bill Murray. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, okay, no sense of humor. But I just love saying (laughs) to the groundhog. Because it just opens up. That is so specific. I don't know if I agree. It just opens up. Kelly, well, we and then I'd like to say a preferable yeah. piece. Standards. I reckon you could find a live donor if you um, remove the Groundhog Day Bill Murray claws. This might be a simple fix. Yeah, this could be super simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she had to climb up on me because she was uh, all the barking. She got a little to. bit scared. Hello, she baby. had to. Like she was jumping on my leg. Like she was like, I don't, I'm scared. I'm too scared. Oh, now she wants to go for her brother. But it's this reminds me the your thing about watching Groundhog Day. It does um, remind me of Rita, Andy McDowell's character in this, because at one point, you know, he's talking to her about relationships, and she's like. He needs to be sensitive. He needs to blah. He needs to like poetry. He needs to mm. do the and it's like a hundred things. And and I just thought, you know, her standards well, are very I get high. It. Actually, it's nineteenth-century French poetry. Um, Reader is uh, a catch, but, though. Yeah, she like, is. Just, there's something about a guy like I'd like to see where their sense of humor is. And I'm not saying I'll count them out completely, but I like to see their sense of humor in like because there's something about to the groundhog. And then when he. That my favorite but thing just, ever. If he hasn't when, seen the movie, it's not a good gauge of his sense, sense of humor. Doesn't he has a bad sense of humor? Maybe he just no, no. But it's like, but a sense of humor about me doing maybe, that. Maybe, but as if, well. if he's you not seen I mean? the like, movie, it's just like a really mm-hmm. random thing that you're saying. Yeah. He yeah, might not know possibly. what a groundhog you need a new is. Well, I mean, if he's got a sense of humor, 
he'll go, oh, right. <laughs> That's like if, you, you know? if you're if you cheesing something and you go like um, purple triangle and you're like, and he didn't laugh when I said <laughs> yeah. purple triangle, which means <laughs> nothing. So <laughs> it's just an excuse for me to go, I like to say a prayer for world peace. Amen. I think that's the funniest thing in the movie. Kelly, when he, you need new cheers. You really... Oh, my God. I think it's the funniest thing in the movie when oh, she yeah. goes, I think we should say a prayer for peace. And it goes straight to the next day. Mm. She's like, should we do a cheers? And he's like, I'd yeah. like to cheers to world peace. And then he whispers. Amen. It's interesting. I like that thing where... So at one point his strategy is obviously like, if I say that I like... I guess she lists all this shit that she's looking for. And he's like, if I say that I like every single thing that she does, hmm. then she'll like me. And it's almost, it sort of works, but at the very end, she's, I guess she doesn't sleep with him. So it means that it didn't work, which is. <laughs> you didn't work. I, and I guess next like maybe other. charitably, if there was a little more time, you can, I guess you can sort of see, I think the script's supposed to suggest hmm. that that doesn't work. But then when he drops his guard and actually yes. he's just authentic with it, that, that works. himself. <laughs> Because I yeah. definitely so you, used to do mm. that, I reckon, when I was – it's like – because you need to know what you're looking for, but it, but the things mm. I thought it was, it was like he has to listen to like Triple R or PBS and <laughs> like he needs to like this kind of music. It's like, no, they're not personal attributes. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. – no. that's just what kind of – that's very superficial. But if you go mm. like, I need somebody who's like affectionate, it's like, okay, that is something that – that is an inherent yeah, trait. Yeah, it's a trait. Yeah. That, mm. And you're acknowledging that you need that in yourself, which is <laughs> important. But, yeah, something specific like 19th century French poetry, that's dumb. You don't mm. need that. It's pretty funny, yeah. though. It's pretty funny when he comes. She goes, oh, I studied 19th century. He's like, it Like, that is the funniest, like, because it's Bill Murray just – Screaming yeah. it like just like a debu debu a debu a I just he is so funny and I I feel like there is a bit of a Bill Murray bandwagon where people are like oh is it funny I'm like mm, it's, he's very it's he's he's great he's really great but you just gotta I don't know I feel like it's easy to for people to like him without understanding some of the genius that he is actually doing like yeah. it's a well, and also that all of his sense. characters, like, you know, as much as he plays them really well, most of his characters are pretty, like, arrogant, rude. It's the same person. And I don't know, isn't mm. it, like, don't, there's a lot of reports of yeah, Bill Murray actually he, being a massive I think he cockhead. might be a bit problematic. Potentially a bit of a wife hitter. Yeah, that's what I um, – mm. Murray has been known for his I'm looking at swings. Up. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Oh, He's right. in the well, era also, like, where I was... you could just – yeah get away with that kind of stuff i feel like and i, I was reading like um about this movie and him and harold ramus had such a massive fight on this they didn't talk until just before ramus really? died in 2014 yeah oh, they had a blow crazy. up about like the direction of the script oh. and then apparently were like absolute cockheads on set the entire time because they were fighting about the script still and then just didn't speak again until 2014 <laughs> here we go murray has been known for his mood swings leading dan Aykroyd to refer to him as the 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 murray cane uh, Murray said his reputation. I remember a friend said to me a while back, you have a reputation. And I said, what? And he's like, yeah, you have a reputation of being difficult to work with. But I only got that reputation from people I didn't like working with. Interesting. Sounds like so a cockhead. didn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a joke. I'm just trying to see if there's something else. Richard. Oh, Rich, him and Richard Dreyfus hated each other. They had to do separate interviews from What About Bob? He said that 
He wow. was abusive. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought I heard something about him being abusive towards his wife. Mm. But I feel like yeah, it I'm just didn't trying to see where it get is. much traction in the news because people were just like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I feel like I he's like one of those him. people that that just like, mm, I, I love like him. him though. <laughs> yes. Whereas, yeah, I don't, um, I don't really get it. Like he's very, he's very talented, but like none of his characters make me think, mm. I want to have a beer with that guy. Or he's different. During the making of um, Charlie's Angels, Lucy Liu allegedly oh, threw yeah. punches at Murray after he told her she could not act. Oh, Jesus. I was like, Jesus you don't, Christ. You don't Lucy that's so mean. Oh, my God. Um, oh, Angelica Houston recalled having a feud with him on Life Aquatic oh, as well. Oh, okay. Oh, man, there's a massive list of him fighting with people. He sounds like I a mean, fuckhead. Yeah, I guess when you're like, you know, you're talented and stuff, people are just fucking tickling your balls forever mm. and you get away with acting like a jerk because it's not stopped him from making movies. No, he's, he's always still, been in stuff. Yeah, and then he gets to do like... He's it's like, oh, lost in translation. Who should we pick as the love interest? I think Scarlett Johansson makes sense for this. Poor yeah. oh God, Scarlett God. Johansson. An old man. Has she like ever <laughs> been paired up with anybody even near? I mean, I'm not going to say. Well, she keeps doing fucking Woody Allen. Adam Driver. Movies. I was going to say, she keeps doing Woody Allen movies. So that's really it's not going to help the situation. Why? It's like, mm, she's hot in 25. Um, Adam Driver was probably the most. Yeah. Oh yeah, age uh, ropes. Yeah, that I mean that was pretty incredible marriage story. Did you watch yeah. that? Oh fuck, no, that broke it's me. Sad. It's real. Sad. Oh man, the argument they have in the house. It's pretty good. Where he's like, I wish you would. I think die, it was like, like that accident. was when I was doing oh. my acting course. I was like, this is so actory. It's just <laughs> so like. I don't. I could see it being done as a play. Yeah, totally. And it being amazing, which I'm pretty sure it was a play, and they made it. Into I wonder a film, blah, how blah, many blah. actors have done that as um they're like monologue. Yeah, as for a, like an audition. Oh, <laughs> um, I fucking love. I love watching movies. I mean, seals it all the time where we're watching a movie or TV, and it's like someone's monologue, and we're like, "That's the audition." Yeah, scene. totally. Like you can just you can just tell. Also, love uh in big scenes with with a lot of extras. Looking at extras Pretending just be like to do oh, stuff mate, in the background. Extra, extra, and like, all about <laughs> it. It's real. It's real fun. And then watching one extra just fuck it up or overact. Oh Look man. at the camera. It's, yeah, oh, dude, it's so fucking funny. There was even like um, like one scene in we were watching uh, Rosehaven in the last season, and there was an extra who overacted but we just kept on rewinding and watching her because we were like fuck she's incredible oh my i extra just threw a chair in like a, <laughs> yeah. one of the scenes you're like oh my god like wow. a bunch of people got angry and she just like kicks a chair over yeah, good on her. and like no one really noticed at the time but she's like re-watching it she's like this is great well <laughs> we on watching the her. other end of that like i did this ford car ad like yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. Remember. And like, so the the thing is, I'm this report reporter with this big scrum of journalists behind me. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. And the Ford lady is like, "Any other questions?" And I and I put my hand up and I go, and I look sideways in the other way, and then I go, "Are you sure?" And there's all these like, it's like fake journalists behind me that are like with cameras mm. and like writing things down and everyone's like oh oh me 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 i'm doing journalist things and there's just this the, the chick that's like right behind me like her whole face is in frame is just like not doing anything and just looking <laughs> around and 
I'm like, what are you, what, what, like, you didn't even try. Did you forget try. the cameras were You didn't on. even try <laughs> to you act like a journalist. There. I bet you she was pretty. That's all she needed to do, just be pretty. I mean. Is that right? Like, I is just, she just hot? Yeah, I mean, she's I love, I love when you do a commercial when you have a line. So your line was, are, are you, you sure? sure? Yeah. My line in um, a, a Medibank private commercial was, I want to read more. <laughs> absolutely nailed that when you said that just then Kelly. Great line delivery. and then i had to do it a few times like i want to read more and I you're like how do people more. talk i want read. to how read people, more i yeah. want to read more like when you go to audition <laughs> i want to read ads, more like, i don't remember how people talked in normal life anymore. yeah i don't remember i don't know how to talk like a normal person i honestly don't know how to talk like a normal person you can't like, like i sometimes i'm just like i'm not practicing this because it's like two words so i'm just gonna go in there psych yourself out yeah how words work suddenly you're like (laughs) okay then (laughs) like like when i did the thing when i did the row seven thing i had like three lines and i like i would say like this instead of that like you know what i mean like just these but not because i didn't know the lines but just because i you're just nervous or you just and then there's like a continuity person that goes stop you feel like you do it have again. To that's not the line, and you're like, oh, I'm a freak. I'm just gonna ruin everything. Oh I no! Just add some natural the whole energy empire. to this. Um, that just doesn't make uh, sense in the context of the rest of the script. You guys can edit around it. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean, like to, to sum up, I'll never have hair like Andy McDowell, mm. and fuck her daughter for getting a charmed career. Can uh, she's not that talented. She's just got big big eyes she has crazy she's eyes she's like that fucking like phil collins's daughter oh you know lily tom, tom uh, emily in paris collins? emily in paris fucking asshole cunt i fucking hate that shit i know that I've got okay a bit of i haven't watched this with but emily I've seen, in paris um probably yeah. especially you rose bishop post about it a lot online oh, no it wasn't me it was um my housemate Catherine okay. allen made me watch the oh, whole thing does she and now she, she won't stop posting about it, and it's she made in a me, bad way because it's bad. Oh, or it's good? the worst thing we've ever I'm seen. I'm imagining it so that it's right. like the most cliched American going to Paris and being like, "Europe is it's not weird." Even that. Okay, like I would have been able to tolerate that. It's just literally the worst screenwriting I think I've ever seen. <gasps> well, like the, the get a load of this. Don't make any sense. The character has no motivation. Like nothing happens okay. ever. Scenes just end at no, like with no discernible endpoint. They just stop, and then something else starts happening, and you're like. How is any of this connected? It's Can I give you an inside scoop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a good very good friend of mine is Emily. Wrote that show. What? Right? So oh gosh, I think I can talk about this. Uh oh. <laughs> um no no no. Uh so a friend of mine wrote the show, was commissioned Darren Star, all that stuff. Yeah. Wrote the show. Wrote it to be a different kind of person though. Uh. The person was supposed to be a little bit overweight, uh, really someone that would struggle in love a little bit. Yeah. And they insisted to, because the, the the character was written to be someone who was a bit of a, a nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so the person that they wanted for it was, um, you know that chick, Brittany, runs a marathon? Oh, yeah, I love her. Her. Um, yeah. her. So she's a little bit overweight, she's a bit loud, she's a bit weird, yeah. but she's it was more believable for her. And that's who they had in mind for it. But you know got to go and then they were like no 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 she'll be down to earth they had to go with this other chick who's gorgeous and he's like when they told me that they had to put her <laughs> as the main chick he's like i'm walking down he lives in la at the moment 
and he's like i'm walking back to my house and i just see this massive ad for lancome and she's like oh, the face yeah. lily collins like the face yeah. of, and he's like this is not emily yeah a model from a lancome ad no one's gonna believe this story from her yeah she's and got like when zero they, body fat and abs yeah like, yeah no yeah and he said that when they were shooting it she did not understand it i mean she's terrible in it she doesn't understand. Like there was jokes were written in the script where she would just deliver the lines, and they're like, "No, no, no!" It's like, it's a, like it's this, funny. and she's like, "I don't get it." Like, yeah, she didn't it's have the. Just, it's like that that yeah. other podcast no, friend, but it's terrible. How did this get made? You know, like I watched Showgirls well, recently, which is the yeah. best bad movie ever, mate. I so still had to watch it. it for just something, doesn't. And I I said to her, "I go, I can't believe you haven't watched it yet." I watched it again. I love I it. I love it too. It's so it's bad. It's so entertaining. It's so bad. Because, oh, I love it. yeah, it's like, it's a, it's the, the best. script is like, it doesn't follow any of the like traditional things no. of like, are we, oh, this guy she's dating, are we supposed we, yeah. he's unlikable he's not like is this supposed to be like a romantic There's subplot no, that we're going along it with was, yeah it was just an excuse to get tits and ass and vag <laughs> on te- television and that director is terrible but the showgirls love scene in the pool it's is just so where she's writhing great. around it's fantastic dude like she's just like she really knows how to fuck guys yeah she's like flipping like her, i love it know, i feel like Ugh. um what's uh Shannon, no, am I making that? Whatever her name is, Shannon Elizabeth. No, that's not Shannon Elizabeth. That's a chicken. Oh, American yeah, pop. yeah, yeah. But so Noni Malone yeah, yeah. in the show. Um, she got stitched yeah. up so bad. Like everybody blames her, but yeah. I'm like, this is the director and mm. the writer. They mm. wrote these lines and they told her. To, she walked around naked for three months. Yeah, they told her. She walked around with her vagina out for three months. like this. And why did she have to have her vagina out? That didn't make any sense. Every time she turned around, it had a sound. Yeah. <laughs> like she'd like she turn around, it had a sound, and she's just mad all the time. And that lip gloss, oh my also, god! Also, the the outfits she wore in that have come full circle, and they're like um, hmm. ironically nineties hmm. fashionable now. Guys, mm. let's come back and do showgirls yeah, another I think time. We because I, I feel like that it. deserves. <gasps> oh, oh, you made me watch Magic Mike. I'm gonna make <laughs> you watch Showgirls. Oh, okay. Can we do this? Can we come back in a few weeks and yes, do Showgirls, please? please? Love to. I, I don't want to waste. I'm I don't want to waste this gold. I'm already in Oh, intrigued. dude. It's early 90s. Terrible. But I love it. I love it so much. Uh, we're going to yeah. wrap up. We're going to mm. get out of here. I'm going to take this sleepy puppy to the dog park and try and get it a fucking wee or poo somewhere that isn't on the carpet. Um, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you joining me. Um, Rose, have the best um, time. With the baby. Yeah, with the baby. Yeah. Me soon oh my god i'm so happy for you what uh do you, what's going on do you have anything to promote um, oh i've got my podcast you. still it's called friendship rose i re i recap oh, yeah. the bachelor and the bachelorette but like the bachelorette is finishing this week i guess after like five mm. weeks which is so short it doesn't make sense but people have been mm. going off about the u.s bachelorette and so part of me is like oh thankfully i can finish mm. my podcast and then the other part's like mm. maybe you should do the u.s bachelorette as well because mm. it's like they basically have to replace the bachelorette in the season Why? incredible because she goes off because no one likes uh, her well i'm not sure like i heard that it was because she went off with one of the guys that she picked straight away and now i'm hearing that it's because nobody likes her and she's oh. been this is like her fourth or fifth show of the franchise so i'm like 
oh, this sounds like great well, television. Yeah. Well, why do they keep giving her a show if no one likes it? This just sounds unfair. She's also the oldest bachelorette. It's just got so <laughs> much going The oldest being like she's like our age. 29. No, she's 38. <laughs> so, Dude, gross. I'm telling you, a bachelorette with a single mum, she's 43. She hasn't got a lot of options. Yeah, mate. I want – this is not – no one gives a fuck Single of this Single and ready people. to settle. I want I want a bachelorette full of fucking weirdos. Yeah, I know. Mm. I no, want a bachelorette are. that would cast me. Yeah. I'll cast you. Like bachelorette a- but like first date casting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, anyway, all right. So, so that's good. Friendship so, Rose bachelor? podcast yep. with Rose Callahan. Um, you can – Great. Yeah. Uh, Rose Bishop's been on it twice. Yep. It's got all the – yeah, all the stars. All the roses you yeah. can need. And um, if you ever do X on the Beach, I'm okay. Because I love yeah, I've show. been thinking about love doing on the beach. random seasons of random shows. It's so X on the Beach is fucking because they're British, the British ones, not the American ones, but the British ones are like, yeah, you mugging me off, you mugging me off, like yeah. it's the best. It's so they're all like fucking. The only way is Essex. I love that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, most of those people are in like X on the Beach and stuff, Beautiful. and they're all hot, and it's fucked. Uh, Bishop, where can people find you? Um, I reckon I'll spread my Insta this time because I'm doing better work on there. Um, Yay. Except that my username's hard to spell because I'm an idiot. It's Rose underscore Yule. That's spelled Y-U-I-L-L-E. But if you search Rose Bishop, you'll find me anyway. Exactly. Just, Great. Uh, um, catch up with me and my Kmart trips on there. Yay. Ladies, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for making me watch this movie again, Rose. It really, uh, really yeah, cheered me up. No worries. Up.